census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. of the Throwdown Thursday podcast, our uh, second consecutive episode for, for the last four months. Rot a roll. Yeah. A couple more of these. We'll have ourselves a streak. I am your host, Patrick Rahal. But I you can love call me a Patsy. good streak. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wish I knew, had, I could insert the, oh yes, they call him the streak. You know, the, uh, the thing they played when Barney ran across the... Uh, High school reunion, naked. Well, that man just bought himself about a decade's worth of detention. But yeah, I am. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick Rahal. But you can call me Patsy, the angry nerd. And we are here uh, in the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor, and we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee and the Dorkening Podcast Network. Uh, and I am uh, not here by myself, as you already know. I am joined by my co-host on the show and the, my co-host on uh, life. On life, in life, on life, uh, online, in line. Uh, she's my rollerblade. Uh, I don't know, in line, in line skates. That's what they called them before they were called because that was the, the the brand was rollerblade, but like the knockoffs were just in line skates. She's giving me sure, a, she's giving me a look. And who am I referring to? Well, she is. The Countess of Cabernet, the Princess of Prosecco, the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Mistress of Merlot, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Queen of the Monsters, and an Honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ashes Von Nightmare. You know, there's not enough people flashing anymore. Speaking of streaking. Well, there's a whole movie about it coming up. Like they had the commercial during the Super Bowl. The one with uh, with uh, Michael Keaton, the Flash. <laughs> I assume that's what that is. You know, it's just a guy running around like exposing himself, and Batman has to stop him. Right, but like nobody, nobody exposes themselves out in the wild Exposes. often anymore. I saw a thing that was really funny. It was this guy. Like there were these kids at a playground. And it was like the mom was there and like they kept doing like this prank thing. Like they would do it over and over. And this is an actual prank, not like the shit that you see on TV or on YouTube. That's like, oh, it's just a prank. Oh, I was being racist because it's a prank. No, uh, it was a guy would like run up to a kid on the playground equipment, be it the swings or the slide or whatever, and like open up his trench coat. And like the mom would come running over and grab him. And it turns out he's wearing like a t-shirt and shorts and the shirts like don't do drugs or like stay in school or like listen to your mom or like reading is cool you know shit like that and like you know so that's an actual prank where you're thinking that something is going to happen and they the the uh 
the joke is that it's the opposite of what you Thank expected. you for this explanation, well, yes. Some people don't quite understand, as we've seen from YouTube. It's like, oh, here's a prank where I'm going to walk by a bunch of people and say what sounds like a racial slur and see what their reaction is. Oh, they beat the shit out of me. Oh, but it was just a prank. That's not a prank. That's you being an asshole. What up, my knitter? I'm talking to that guy over there. The guy knitting with the, the scarf. Needles. Yeah, like that shit. Like that's not a prank. That's you being a dick. So I just wanted to clarify in case there was someone listening who was like, oh, prank videos. I've seen those all the time on YouTube. I know what that is. So as we promised last week, this week we are going to be discussing... Some of the stuff that we are looking forward to as far as movies and video games and films. But before we do that, because that's going to be our main topic of conversation. Ashes, what are we what are we talking about today? Oh, well, we're talking about lots of things. Lots of good things. Lots of things that we are looking forward to this upcoming year. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, you know, we'll be talking about the media that we're looking forward to. And we did get a couple of uh, comments on the uh, on the. Uh, Facebook page, so we'll pull those up and we'll we'll share those uh, with the folks at home as well. But uh, we have certain things that we're going to be doing this year um, that we are looking forward to. So I'll start with you. What is something that is coming up this year, an activity or an event that you are looking forward to attending? Uh, well, I'm very much looking looking forward to attending this specific event, uh, partially because it costs me a lot of money, um, but also it's just a super fabulous event. Uh, so last year we had the opportunity to see the Boulet Brothers live. It was my first time seeing them live after following their career for many, many, many years. And it was just Amazing. so unbelievably cool. Like I cannot say enough good things about this. Their their whole performance, everything. Like it was just so incredible meeting them. Um, you know, we we only had a couple of seconds with the with the photo op to kind of chat briefly, but both of them, Drek Morta, Swanthula, just so incredibly delightful. And well, we what? also we also met Ian. Well, yeah, yeah, Ian DeVogler. you had a lovely conversation with uh, one of the uh, the featured guests, one of the reasons why they well, had the tour in the, the first place. The winner of season four, um, Dolly. So Dolly is a drag performer, and Dolly was featured on a couple of other seasons of Dragula, season two, and then Dragula Resurrection. They brought him back for season four. He ultimately won season four. Now, Dolly is actually a seasoned veteran when it comes to performing. Dolly used to be in this band um, back in the MySpace Warp Tour days, and I used to listen to this band, and I used to, let's say, a bit more like a musical act. Um, in the vein of like a Jeffree Star type of music, um, electronic. Uh, but anyways, I've been a fan of his for a really long time. And, you know, he is a person who I think like a lot of us, um, you know, we grow, we mature, we do a lot of reflecting, we process past traumas we just overall become better people more fully realized people 
adults, if you will. Um, you know, and, and he's gone through that and he's had such a glow up to the point where he looks so healthy now. And um, he does, uh, he is HIV positive. Of course, these days, it's, that means nothing. Well, um, well it, I mean, well, here's the thing. It's it means, not as bad as it was. I would say it means something, but it also means nothing because, you know, people live, you know, full happy lives being HIV positive with all of the medications and stuff, you know, the the scientific developments that we have to the point where, you know, they even have medications that you can take like PrEP, you know, to prevent you from getting HIV, you know, to stop the spread of AIDS, mm-hmm. which, you know, 20, 30 years ago... Uh, it wasn't a thing. We know, and, and it almost... It, it, it's not something that was really talked about. It's not something that was really um, on the forefront of scientific advances back then because it only really affected a certain minority of people. And I don't want to say that nobody cared because obviously people cared, but uh, there was a lot of controversy around, you know, the AIDS epidemic and whatnot. And Folks tend certain to care groups, more well, I was going to say, certain groups saying, well, maybe this is God's work speaking out. You know, it's, it's a, that's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And it's a whole ridiculous thing. However, you know, now, 30 years later, we have all of these things, you know, available to us making, not necessarily eradicating this disease, but making it livable, you know? Yeah, like you can live with it. You can, uh, you know, it used to be like, oh, you know, you you're, you can't do, you you can't be it, sexually well, here's active the thing. anymore. It used to be a death sentence. Yes. It used to be, you know, you uh, are HIV positive, you have AIDS, you're just a ticking time bomb. Um, And it's just, you know, it it makes me so happy to see how far we've come. And with, you know, in in Dolly's instance, um, you know, it just makes me so happy to see them so happy and healthy and thriving and, you know, being artistically satisfied and putting that art out there for the world and allowing people to see it and enjoy it and kind of rejoice with it, you know? So, um, but anyways, uh, so the thing that I'm really most excited about this year is we're going to see the Boulay brothers again. And this time it is their Titans tour. So these are like the best of the best. It's their all stars tour from, um, these, these, Dragula Monsters, uh, Victoria Elizabeth Black, who won the first season of Titans, Dragula Titans. Um, it's just going to be a really good show, and I'm really excited. So we're meeting the Boulay Brothers again. Of course, I opted for the the photo op, so it's with the Boulay Brothers and with the, uh, I believe, top three, maybe even more, but uh, I know it's at least the top three um, finalists from... Dragula Titans, so it's Victoria Elizabeth Black, it's Coco Kane, and it's um, 
Hoso Teratoma. Wow, I just drew a blank. And Hoso, we've actually met before. Yes, at that uh, last event. Yeah, we've seen Hoso perform, and they do a really good job with their brand of, of drag. Yeah, very specific uh, Well, brand. what's really cool is I also opted. So, I mean, obviously, we're going to do the whole VIP experience and stuff like that. However, one of my favorite things that the Blay Brothers do is they host a podcast along with Ian DeVogler called Creatures of the Night. And it's such a an interesting and just really uh, well done podcast. They do film reviews. They talk about books. They talk about, you know, the, the world of horror around them. They obviously talk about the show and they kind of give you a little, little peek behind the curtain, so to speak, as to, you know, what goes into making the show and kind of give their own, um, personal opinions about certain things that happen and stuff like that. Uh, so we get to, to attend, a live taping of Creatures of the Night, which I'm I'm just very excited for. Oh yeah, that's going to be good. They did uh, a taping at. So last time it was kind of like an impromptu thing where if your if your uh, city sold out, yes, they would do a like a, a, a live, but it wasn't. It was yeah, they did like an abbreviated version of Creatures of the Night, and that went over so well. That was so popular. People loved it. I mean, it wasn't recorded. It was just for, you know, the people in the audience. But people loved it so much that, you know, they decided to make it a, 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 a VIP perk that you could purchase on top of everything else. So, of course, I had to jump at the chance to do it. And, you know, if anything, it's probably it's the potential for more interaction with them, which would be, you know, just... Considering we have a little bit of podcasting experience, so good, so good. Oh, yeah. So, so that that's that's happening April sixteenth. Yep. And uh, if you follow us on the social medias, I know for sure we will be posting all about it and sharing pictures and doing all that fun stuff. So, well, we also have an event two weeks prior to that where we are going on the. I don't remember the name of it, but it's uh, Villa Vallo's solo tour uh no longer part of him but it's he will a, be doing some him it's songs. the uh the neon noir tour neon noir yes um that's gonna be really awesome because i'm really looking forward to uh hearing some of the new stuff as well as you know having them play the classics you know we were uh lucky enough to have gotten tickets to the the final him tour uh, i think that was like six years ago it was uh yeah it was a while ago um, yeah, and he's released a couple of singles between then and now, but recently released a full-length album, you know, his first solo album. And, I mean, obviously he's going to be playing tracks off of that. But, I mean, if you really think about it, Vili Valo is him. It's, he, he's him. him. You know, he. like he has to play some of these songs. He just has to. So, uh, which he will. You know, he embraces it wholeheartedly. It's not like uh, him disbanded, you know, with any type of, of bad blood or anything like that. So he's, yeah, he flat out said in interviews that he's very much looking forward to, you know, playing to crowds again and not only playing the new stuff, but playing, you know, the old stuff as well. So, yeah, and that's going to be, that's going to be really, um, 
pretty really good. Awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, so so it's at so this much. it's at this venue in Boston that I've never been to before. Um, it's I think it's called like Big Night Live or something like that. Um, looks like it might be along the idea of like a House of Blues, maybe slightly smaller. Um, so it'll be nice to kind of see him in a you know more intimate setting as well. Um, there's something about his music, especially when he just does like acoustic stuff that, I don't know, there's something about his voice that just makes me want to grab a glass of red wine and just sit back and listen. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's just, he has this tone to his voice. It's so interesting and so vast. He has such range, uh, and he has such emotion behind what he does at times that but in the most simplistic of ways it's just so I- interesting to... and it's effortless yes yes like when we've seen uh him as in he and the band perform before like there's no how we doing hello st louis it's just get up there play 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 like no banter between songs. Oh, it's just, just... Like, you can just get up. You know, they they sing. He's like, "Hello, thank you for coming." And then just like, "We're gonna do some more music for you now." Yeah, then, like there's you know, no it's... like playful banter. Like, I think this is the best crowd. Who agrees with me? But like, he's such a he's such a soft person. Like, he's not very loud. He's not very, you know, like, he's not exuberant. That's not part of his personality. He's just kind of, I guess you could, he's probably kind of introverted. Um, so, you know, like that that banter with the audience, the, I'm going to get you all hyped up, and we're going to have a good time. Like, you know, it's, he's been around so long at this point where it's like he knows the people are there to see him. So like there's there's no there's no need for all of that like noise you know what I mean yeah, like there's like, no need for all of it it's just give the people what they want I don't even remember if he's like you know give it up for the bands that came before us like I don't remember if he even does that uh, he might but but no that's gonna be a good time yeah um, obviously we have uh one of the things that i'm looking forward to most and i really hope that we're able to do something exciting for it is this year will be our 10th wedding anniversary what yeah we're married yeah when did that happen uh almost 10 years ago apparently oh you were there i was i remember i saw you um, but yeah, we have our, our 10th anniversary coming up later this year, so that'll be interesting. It'll be a second 10th anniversary, because we had our 10-year anniversary of us being together, and then our 10th wedding anniversary. Holy shit, next year we're going to be together for 15 years? Yet I haven't aged today. No, that's... I've aged like mayonnaise left in the sun. Oh, you got spots. <laughs> no, I'm moldy. There's, I'm covered with ants. <laughs> no, even the ants don't want you anymore. Oh, I think a bee laid eggs in my brain. At least I hope it was a bee. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot. 
there's a, a lot that I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, we have conventions coming up. Yeah, so we're currently in the process of really trying to hammer out our convention schedule for this year. Uh, there are a lot of conventions coming up, which is fantastic because, you know, uh, we weren't really sure what life was going to be like post-COVID. Um, so it's really nice to see things kind of, you know, back and... Uh, people be really excited for these events as well um including uh so just some off the top of our head that you know we're thinking about you know attending um the silver scream con yep. too uh that's really the second year of that, that yeah hoping to get to that this year um terror con is back yep and it would be fantastic to have the opportunity to get to that. Uh, there's also Connecticut Horror Fest. Yep, CT Horror Fest. There's uh, two Terrific of the. Con. Well, yeah, there's Terrificon, but there's two of the uh, that Monster Expo. So they're doing a. Um, they're doing halfway a convention, yeah, halfway to Halloween in April, and then the usual Monster Expo along with. Um, there's a, a film festival happening at the same time, too. Yeah, the Happenstance Horror yes. Fest. Um, and also... speaking of horror festivals, um, the Salem Horror Fest is yeah. coming up the end of April. Yep, uh, the 20th to the 30th uh, with special guest Tony Todd, which is going to be interesting. I don't, I haven't seen any specific dates uh, for Tony Todd, but I know that... He's going to be there. Well, I think he's so. I think he's there the opening night. Whatever okay. the opening night festivities are, I believe that's at the Peabody Essex Museum. Yes, he is going to be there, and he's going to be involved with that. We will definitely be posting links to all these things, especially stuff that we're going to be at. You know, because we like to mingle with you folks, like to see you, like to say hi. Um, another thing I'm looking forward to because I hope to have something there this year: the Shaanxi Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, that won't be till September, October-ish. That's going to be a while, but I'm hoping to have something uh, there. I actually had a meeting about, you know, making something, and I'm hoping you're going to have at least one thing there as well. Yeah, we'll see. Um, at least that's the hope. Um, you know, it all depends on what the schedules are like, and, you know, hopefully life doesn't throw us any more curveballs. Yeah, that would be fantastic. That would be super great. Uh, I'm also looking forward to, you know, getting on some more movies this year. Um, I'd like to... There there have been a couple of jobs that kicked up, but just didn't seem right for me. But um, I, I, I really want to try and get on Frasier. They're bringing Frasier back, but they're filming it in Boston. So it's kind of like getting back to, like, the Frasier Cheers roots, which I think could be interesting. Um... So that would be kind of cool. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, learning some more stuff on movie sets and getting some more experience. Anything else that you're looking forward to this year? I'm looking forward to drinking a lot more wine. Yeah, and there's a barrel tasting that I'm hoping that we're going to get to. Actually, no, we're going to get to that because we need to. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, this was obviously pre-pandemic, uh, we had the opportunity to go up to New Hampshire and there were several wineries um, in this vicinity, you know, probably within an hour or two of each other. 
um, participating in this barrel tasting weekend. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why would you want to eat barrels? It's not that. Uh, What it is, is you're given the opportunity to taste the wines during the barrel fermentation process. So it's at the end of that process, right before these barrels are sent, um, the wine is sent to be bottled. So a lot of times what happens is the wine is aged in barrels, bottled, and then aged slightly more in the bottles before it's sent out to the world to you know consume. So uh, there's quite a significant difference from the taste between when it's in the barrel and not quite yet fully aged Mm -hmm. to when you pop open the bottle, uncork it, consume it. And it's really interesting to kind of compare and contrast, see the two, uh, you know, between the two. Um, Also, a lot of the the winemakers are there as well, and they're talking about the winemaking process and everything that goes into it. And they'll be talking about like the the different climates throughout the year and how it affected the the crops of the grapes and um, you know how the weather affects the fermentation process. And you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes there's a there's a lot of science that goes into this. I was gonna say that was uh, one of the fun parts when we did this a few years ago, like hearing the different like fermentation process and like how the different woods affect different grapes in different ways like I always thought that was really really interesting yeah and getting to discuss with some of the more um, experimental winemakers who make like I'm thinking of Zorvino specifically Mm. Um, they make some really crazy interesting flavors of wine like peanut butter and jelly the key lime pie s'mores chocolate hazelnut having the opportunity to talk to them and discuss like how do you come up with the you know these ideas how do you infuse these flavors with the wine like you know what's what's the actual process like how many test batches do you go through before you, uh, you know, either call it quits and say, you know what, we can't do this or, you know, try to perfect the process and stuff. It's really, it, it's, it's really interesting. Plus, I mean, a lot of wine is consumed. You know, you not only get to taste all of these wines out of the barrel, but then you get to taste the wines, you know, they, they, they pop open a bottle right there and pour it for you. So you can, you know, again, compare and contrast between the two. Um, they also have other wines available for, for tasting. And, you know, it's just, a, it's just a really good time. So hopefully we can make it up to that and I can have a lot of wine stories to share with you. Again, if you follow us on the social medias, I'm sure we'll be posting about it. Oh, I really like I, I when we were talking about it, you know, and it's like revisiting all these vineyards that we've already gotten to see. And like we haven't been back to like Sweet Baby. We haven't been back to Flag Hill. We haven't been back to um, I really like to go. Well, I mean, it's there. been a hot minute since we've been up to Zorvino. Yeah. Last uh, time and was like two years ago on your birthday. And um, there's another one. So it's Squamscott that we haven't even been to. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even yeah, know Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be nice to kind of, you know, venture up there, see how different everything tastes and, you know, what they're offering. And I just, I just really like wine, you guys. Yeah. I do yeah. a really good Roger. I like wine. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So with that, uh, we want to know what you're going to be looking forward to, and uh, we want to hear from you, obviously. So we're going to be, uh, again, posting more of this stuff in the group, so feel free to interact with us. We have badges and things now, so we want to give you, like, we badges. We have badges? To be, like, group Oh, my God, like, Girl Scout badges? Whatnot. Yeah, you can earn your, uh, <gasps> what am I looking can forward to? Can we have to? sashes? Uh, only satin. Satin sashes. But uh, we're going to have sashes and badges and badges and sashes. But... Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the stuff that we're looking forward to. That what? what? I was just going to say, we'll be back in a flash. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what you call a callback. Uh, all right. We'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks, too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. At Strong-Willed Sports Memorabilia and more, our mission is to raise as much money and awareness for pediatric cancer research as possible through the giving away of authenticated, autographed sports memorabilia and more. All proceeds from our games will be donated to various pediatric cancer foundations, with the majority going to the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and the Jimmy Fund. Our mission to give back began when Craig and Kara's son, William, was diagnosed with a stage 4 Wilms tumor, and his courage to fight and overcome his cancer ultimately led to the start of the hashtag Strong-Willed Movement. For more information on how to donate and support this great cause, please visit the hashtag Strongwilled Sports Memorabilia and More Facebook group. Hey, horror fans, this is David Howard Thornton, Art the Clown himself from Terrifier and the upcoming Terrifier 2, and you're watching Throwdown Thursday. And we are back. I hope you enjoyed those ads and whatever uh, other stuff I decided to play in between. Uh, well, we record this, and then I put all that stuff in uh, po pos posthumously. Uh, yeah, that that totally is totally the right yeah, word. Yep, um, you got it. But yes, um, so we're we're talking today about the media that we're looking forward to—books, movies, TV shows, video games. I think that's it. Music. Well, and the and the potential characters coming out of these that we're excited to discuss on this show. Yeah. Um obviously, you know, the show's no good without the characters that, you know, the show is only as good as the characters that make up the cast. So, as usual, I have like 714 things. And so, 800 honorable mentions. Yes, so yeah. Ashes is going to go. Well, there's actually no honorable mentions this year, <laughs> yeah, but there well, are a couple of TBDs because they don't have release dates, but I suspect we will see them. So, uh, Ashes, you go first. Okay, so I'm going to start and... and I'm going to cross stuff off my list okay. if I have it. So I'm going to start with TV shows. So one thing that I was really looking forward to is already started and that's the last of us on hbo um so far it is 
absolutely serving and I'm here for it. And I know we're going to have a, a, a an episode um, on this, on these characters doing some comparing and contrasting between the video game and what we've seen in the, in the um, television show. Uh, and what we predict for season two. So that's definitely happening, and we're going to have some fantastic guests on for that as well, people oh, who yeah. are well-versed in the universe of The Last of Us. Um, but so far, I'm just, I, I'm, I love it so much, and I don't think I can really say a poor thing about it. And the uh, ensemble cast that they have had so far has been amazing. You know, I'm looking at you, uh, Murray Bartlett and Melanie Linsky, like it just so good, yeah, so good. And um, oh, and Nick Offerman. I was gonna say Ron Swanson. Oh my god, I... yeah. It's just it's just been it, the talent is is beyond. It's so good. Um, so other television shows that I'm looking forward to this see uh, this year. Yeah. Um, so right now we're in the middle of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. And because that is airing now, um, we can pretty much predict that Drag Race All-Stars season 8 will be airing at some point this year, probably later on this year. But usually uh, as they get towards the end of one season of something, they'll announce something else. Whether so, so I'm I'm predicting another season of All Stars. Absolutely, I'm also predicting another season of Versus the World. So we've had UK versus the world. We've had Canada versus the world. I'm thinking towards uh, the tail end of this year, we're probably going to have another X country versus the world. So um, I'm also looking forward to Dragula season five. Uh, if you do listen to the Creatures of the Night podcast, you'll know that they were uh, looking for and accepting audition tapes up till the end of January. So they're in the process of casting right now and they work quick. So my guess is they're casting right now. They're going to have everything all set, ready to go by the time they go on tour, the Titans tour. And then by the time the Titans tour is done, they're going to go immediately into filming, which means we may see season five by the end of the year. I, I think that's very realistic. They've also hinted, the Blay brothers have hinted at other projects that they have in the works, both with Shudder and with other people as well. They didn't give specifics, but uh, they just said that they have other things brewing. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not those things come to fruition this year, if we learn more about them this year, uh, if they come out next year. So it's just, I'm just really excited. A lot of good stuff um, so far. And just like that, season two. Uh, season one, I enjoyed it. For what it was, I liked it. I'll rewatch it. Was it as good as Sex and the City? No, but I thought for what it was, it was fine. And I'm really looking forward to the second season, especially so they're in the process of filming it right now. And we have seen pictures of Carrie Bradshaw with Aiden Shaw. He's back. Now, I don't know if he's back in like a full capacity or if these are our dreams that she's having. But I think it's kind of funny. And I really think that uh, John Corbett manifested this because... 
in interviews when it was announced that the first season of the reboot was happening. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm involved. I'm in it. Sure. Why wouldn't I be in it? Of course I'm in it. And he wasn't in it. And Kinda people were like... well, and people were looking for him. And they're like, where the hell is Aiden? Where's okay. Aiden? And he was like, oh, yeah, I was just kidding. I, I wasn't in it at all. Kind of like the... Uh... Simon Pegg and uh, Edgar Wright thing with like, oh yeah, we're totally in the the new <laughs> right, the right, of you the know, land of the dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you manifest that shit. So yeah, there are pictures of the two of them running around the streets of New York, looking fabulous. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. I, th- I think that, um, and, and again, it'll probably if they're filming now, it'll more than likely be out later on this year. The Mandalorian season three. That's on my list. It's happening. It comes out what end of next month? End of March? Yeah, like very soon. Soon, soon. And I'm just really excited to reconnect with the little green baby babushka. And uh, March first, so two weeks. Oh, oh wow, March first. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was later in March. Yeah, Whoa. I did too. I thought it was like. Towards you know what? The end. Here's the thing. Just give me all the Pedro Pascal. Give me all the Pedro Pascal. Well, it's like the meme that's going around that says, but, you know, scientists predict that by 2050, all TV shows will be Pedro Pascal escorting a magical child to safety. Here for it. So here for it. Uh, Tell me when to tune in because I'll absolutely do it. Um, Succession season four is coming on HBO. And I believe that is also happening soon, sooner rather than later. Uh, the way that they ended season three on that kind of cliffhanger, uh, I'm very interested to see where this season is going to take us, what's going to happen between the dynamics of the siblings, the siblings and the father, uh, Shiv's relationship. Um, it's it, it, everything could fall apart. Um yeah, I'm I'm very in, intrigued and my my interest is piqued with the story uh the the characters and the story arc of of this upcoming season. Um and last but not least, it is Bob's Burgers season 14. Cross that off my list. End of story. I just really like Bob's Burgers. We do. Yeah, we, we watch that a lot. His name is Bob Burgers. His name is Bob Burgers. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about that is the fact that they've had Rich Fulcher on so many times. I love it. Uh, Cat chat. <laughs> funny story. Uh, one time I told Ash, I was like, hey, if you sign up for Cash App, I get a $10 bonus and so do you. And she was like, oh, cat chat. <laughs> I thought he said cat chat. And I thought it was a place to connect with people who like kitties and like a, like like an Instagram, but just for cats. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not quite like that, like, but that would be a great day. Cat to chat. Show me your kitties. Yeah. We can yeah. go to Yarnival. Yeah. Uh, so for my TV shows, um, one of them does not. No, actually, two of the three do not have a release date because I also said Mandalorian and Bob's Burgers. But obviously, the uh, 75th season of The Simpsons, uh, The Simpsons got renewed for a couple more years, so they're going to pass 800 episodes. 
that's wild to me. Um, also, season two of Hot D. So that is actually not coming out until 2024. See, I didn't. I, I kept seeing different things. So yeah. So they were obviously renewed for the second season. They are in the process of getting their shit together to film. But it won't be. I mean, if you say it, it takes, it's a, it's a whole process. Not only do you have to go do the filming, you then have to go through <laughs> the editing, the color correcting. All um, oh, this, the CGI, then, yeah, all of the special effects the and CGI, stuff like that. Render, yeah, like there's a lot that goes into it. Like, I was astonished that you know certain things that I've worked on that don't have a lot of CGI. <laughs> still haven't been released because they're still finishing up the editing process. So, uh, actually, this has, from what I understand, no CGI, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and my last one, there's no official release date for it, but they have, uh, I believe they finished filming, but the Ahsoka Tano show. Mm. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm sure that, again... We'll see a lot of The Mandalorian on it because apparently, like, none of these shows, with the exception of Obi-Wan, uh, can survive on their own without The Mandalorian in it. But I'm very much looking forward to that. I haven't heard anything about uh, New Book of Boba Fett, but uh, I'm kind of hoping that we get to see a little bit more of that. But we'll see. Uh, I'm going to run down my games real quick before we get into movies. Uh, so there's a game coming out uh, in just a few weeks. I am super excited about it. I am replaying the original. Uh, I'm in the middle of a campaign. I've died 612 times on uh, Terran Malikos. Uh, if you know where that, who that is, you'll know that I'm referring to Jedi Fallen Order and the sequel that is coming out on St. Patrick's Day, Jedi Survivor. Um, if you've played through... Fallen Order, you know how it ends, and you know how insane that ending is. So I'm very much uh, looking forward to seeing what comes out of this. Uh, the next one is uh, Resident Evil 4, the remake, uh, remaster for the PS5. Uh, Resident Evil 4, uh, for those of you who haven't paid attention, Resident Evil is my favorite gaming series. I've played... I think just about all of the ones that have been released in the United States. Um, number four is my favorite. I've played through that, you know, almost as many times as I've played through Fallout 4. I don't know what it is about the fourth installment in the series. But that that's one I'm very much looking forward to. Um, who knows if Starfield's coming out later this year? That's coming from Bethesda, who did Fallout Four that I was that I really liked, and, and Starfield's been one that's been rumored for years and years and years. Supposedly it's coming out this year, but supposedly it's been coming out for the last eight years. Um, a game that I never played until I got my PS Five because it came with uh, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, the third game in that series. So I played Horizon. Zero Dawn, which I really, really liked. It was a really great game. And now I have to play uh, Forbidden West. But Horizon Call of the Mountain, uh, if you know anything about what I like when it comes to like my sci-fi fantasy stuff, I really enjoy things that are set so far into the future that, you know, they've kind of regressed into the past. You know, so like everybody, 
you know, this takes place hundreds of years in the future, but everyone is like of a hunting gathering, you know, multi-tribe society. Um, but they incorporate some of the robot animal parts into their armor and their, you know, religious rituals. And it's a really good game and I really enjoy it. Uh, there's Aliens Dark Descent, which is another one of those, uh, another survival horror game, which is my favorite genre of games. And Deliver Us Mars. I don't know much about it, but it's, if it's anything like, say, the Callisto Protocol or something like that, that's going to be a fun game. So, uh, Ashes, what do you got on your movie list? So to kick things off, we have the upcoming Netflix film, We Have a Ghost, starring, uh, oh my God, I was just talking, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, starring Anthony Mackie. Uh, David Harbour is a ghost. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is a medium. You know, sign me up. I'm sold. Uh, next on my list, and I don't actually have a lot of films on my list this year. Um, I think because a lot of them haven't been announced yet, uh, or There's I don't no know specific release dates. E- yeah, either that or I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I plan on seeing a lot of films this year. There's just there just there just aren't many that I'm like super excited for right now. Um, one I am super excited for is Cocaine Bear take that off my list cocaine bear i mean so here's the thing we didn't see a teaser trailer we didn't see anything for a while we just saw a the 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 still of the bear the the artwork that's what it's called we saw the artwork the poster yeah the the teaser poster but that's it that's all we needed Cocaine yeah. bear. I heard about this a couple of years ago when they were first starting to make it because I heard about the story and like there was like a meme going around. It was like, oh, this is what happened. Like someone needs to make a movie out of this. And apparently Elizabeth Banks saw that and was like, I got you. Yeah. So and I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that Elizabeth Banks directed this. And this is one of the last films starring Ray Liotta. Yes. Uh, and... You know whether this is a uh, a um, positive or negative for you. I know Ash doesn't really care for it, but um, the guy who did those viral retail TikTok things, Scott Sice, is in this, playing uh, a cop, which you saw in the the first trailer that released, and then there was the Super Bowl trailer. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this. This has been on my list for quite some time. Um, what else you got? So next on my list is 65. That's on my list. Let me cross that off. So this is one that I didn't, I hadn't even heard of. And then you mentioned it to me in conversation. And all you had to say were three words. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi. Dinosaurs. That's way more than three words. Well, okay. So I thought you three, were going to say Adam things. Driver dinosaurs. Okay, so three three things. You just say three three things, three bullet points. Um, yeah, and I was sold. I was sold already. Uh, learning more about it. So Sam Raimi is actually a producer. Adam Driver is the star. He's an astronaut who crash lands on this planet, and things aren't quite what they seem. 
He's going to find a, a, a dinosaur statue of liberty. That would be amazing. <laughs> it's like a like planet of the apes. Yes. Uh, what else you got? Uh, Evil Dead Rise. Got that on my list. That's April 21st. Uh, 65 comes out on March 17th. Cocaine Bear, February 24th. So... It's not very often that a trailer gets me super excited for something. Um, and that's exactly what Evil Dead Rise did. Uh, it's really on par with every other film in that franchise. And I love how they're not necessarily doing a remake or a reboot or whatever. It's just another film in this franchise, like just another there are installment. People saying that it's, it's potentially a, a prequel. Oh. Um, but there's been very little to go on about that. Although a lot of po- folks have been comparing it to Demons, uh, the movie Demons that came mm-hmm. out in the eighties, because there are a lot of and they showed like the side by side screenshots of like what happens in this trailer and what happens in the actual movie. So yeah, so I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, Next on my list, which I know is on your list, is John Wick Chapter 4. March 24th. Those films are just so fun. And the thing I showed you today, I knew Scott Adkins was in this, but I didn't know he was Scott Adkins in a fat suit. Like, it's wild to me the way he looks. Because I showed you the, the post, and then I showed you what he looks like typically in his movies. And it's very, very different. So next on my list is Renfield. On my list, that's April 14th. I haven't even watched the trailer for yet. I haven't yet. either. And, but here's the thing. There are times when I want to see a film so bad just by, you know, who's in it, reading about the premise, just, just you know, pretty much kind of judging a book by its cover, so to speak, you know, just judging it based on face value. Um, I'm in. And when I saw the pictures of Nicolas Cage looking like Marilyn Manson as this vampire-like creature, sold. Sold. Um, Next on my list is the upcoming Disney Pixar film, Elemental. I didn't put that on my list because I knew you would have it. So I'm a Disney whore. Disney is just like, hey, we have a movie. I'm like, cool, when? For the most part. Some of their live action stuff these days, I'm just kind of like, eh. I don't think we've seen any of the live actions. No, we saw Beauty and the Beast. We saw The Jungle Book. We saw Cinderella. We took someone to see The Jungle Book. We didn't go on our own. We did see Cinderella, but that was different. Because that had Helena Bonham Carter. As I love how daughter. you're trying to justify. No, but like I generally like. Well, well, we we saw it, but it was because well, of like, this. I have no interest in seeing Aladdin or The Lion King because those aren't live action; those are CGI green screen fests. Like, if you want to remake something, like I haven't seen Pinocchio, no interest in it. I haven't watched any of the twelve fucking Pinocchio movies that released last year. Um, but anyways. Yeah. Okay, but but anyways, long story short, uh, especially when it comes to Disney Pixar films, I'm in. I'm in. I don't think they've made a bad film. Uh, there were some that I couldn't get into, like the Cars films, not necessarily for me. Uh, doesn't mean that they're bad. Um, so I'm really excited to see what this one is all about. Next on my list, and probably the film that I am most excited for, the one thing that I am just hands down, just 
I am going to see this movie probably multiple times in the theater. I cannot wait to see this film ever since they announced it. And fun fact, I even said before, like a long time ago, when I was first introduced to this actor, I was like, hey, if they ever made a Barbie movie, she would make a good Barbie. Well, her name is Margot Bobby. Robbie. Bobby. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, it's the Barbie movie. Uh, just, I'm, I'm sold. I'm, I'm already just my, my, my tickets are already purchased mentally, of course, because they're I, physically not on sale yet. But I will one hundred percent see that with you. But well, yes, you will. Like I'm not overly interested, but you see a lot but of the movies will, that I'm yes. not interested in. So it's called being supportive. Interested. Yeah, yeah. I and you will do. And yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, this, uh, it filmed last year, seeing all of the pictures come out of it, um, especially the ones where Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie were in those neon, super flamboyant athleisure stuff, uh, you know, in roller skates, you know, rolling around the boardwalk and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so here for it. I'm so sold on these characters. I think that the casting is perfect. I don't know if I, I don't know if, um, I necessarily would have chosen Ryan Gosling for this role, but after seeing him in the pictures and whatnot, like I, I, I'm, I'm sold. And like I said, Margot Robbie, uh, perfect. And let's just say the, the teaser trailer, when the teaser trailer dropped and it's just Margot Robbie looking plastic and fantastic in the iconic black and white bathing suit that Barbie came out, like the, the first ever Barbie came out in that. Like, I was just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sold. I'm so here for it. So what else, is that your last one? Oh, I have one more. I Sorry, say, I, yeah, but that was I'm just I'm just so, I'm just so excited. Um, there's one more on my list, and it's called Asteroid City. It's the upcoming Wes Anderson film, and it stars Margot Robbie, Tom Hanks, Hong Chow, Scarlett Johansson, Brian Cranston, Hope Davis, Adrian Brody, Edward Norton, Steve Carell, Maya Hawke, Willem Dafoe, Sophia Lillis. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, that was all Jeff you Goldblum, Rupert Goldbrum? Fred. I said Goldblum. Broom. Did I say Broom? He's the uh, he won a janitorial award. <laughs> he just sweeps up the competition. Rupert Friend, Fisher Stevens. Ah, come on, scroll. Scroll. Fisher Stevens you... is still alive? Yeah, and he's doing stuff. I Last thing I saw him in was Short Circuit 2. Okay, Matt Dillon and Lee Schreiber. Liev Schreiber. Lee Schreiber. Liev. Liev. Leaf. Leave me alone. Lee. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, but the only thing, there's there's no trailer. There's nothing yet. It just says the itinerary of a junior stargazer convention is spectacularly disrupted by world changing events. Aliens. Uh, you know, and it's it's Wes Anderson. I, I, I love what he does. He does just amazing, really unique um, stuff. Off the wall stuff, yes. All right, so you knocked five off of my list, which leaves me with twenty. Oh, good. So one of them already came out. Uh, Knock at the cabin. Very much looking forward to that one. Uh, and I recently found out that it is based on a local author. Is that the one with Dave Batista? Yes. 
It's the M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, and Jonathan Groff is in it, too. Yeah, and he's in the Matrix. He's uh, so blue. He's stuck in the Matrix as King George, so he's having a tough time. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a story called the the cab or a book called the the Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay, who is a Boston area writer. Uh, and that already came out, like I said, on March third. Creed three, very much looking forward to that. Um, you get to see if you're a fan of Jonathan Majors, who is uh, in the upcoming, uh, which comes out tomorrow, which for listening to this on Thursday comes out tomorrow. Uh, Ant Man, Quantum Mania. King Kang unintended Kang sequences I don't know I forget what it's called but the Ant-Man movie uh, he plays Kang you also saw him as Kang in the Loki series Uh, that is the uh, opponent that Michael B. Jordan will be facing in this movie and you've never seen any of the Rockies or any of the Creeds Creed 3 is essentially Rocky 9 because it just kind of Rocky's in the first two Creeds uh, April 7th, The Pope's Exorcist. It's a documentary. Sounds awesome. It's not an exorcism of a pope. It's just the guy that the pope specifically would send around to do exorcisms. Uh, May 26th is The Machine. I don't know anything about it other than Mark Hamill is in it. And uh, it has something to do with his kid... Like, him and his kid, like, run afoul of these guys that he wronged decades ago. I don't know. It sounds awesome. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse on June 2nd. Um, Super excited for that. Really enjoyed the first one, so I'm excited to see what they do uh, in this one. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny on June 30th. I know how awful the the last one was, and it's very divisive, but uh, let's see what happens. Um, August 4th, one that I've been looking forward to for quite some time, Meg 2, The Trench. Uh, Very much excited for that. Uh, One that dropped today, and I know several people uh, have seen it, and this is actually today when we're recording it on the 15th of February. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. There's already a sequel in the works. Really? As well as uh, a Peter Pan, and there's one other... There's one other one. I forget what it is, but it's another public domain character. Um, And they're just turning them into horror movies. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, November 3rd, Dune Part 2 comes out. I don't know if they're going to do just theatrical or they're going to do what they did, uh, have it premiere in theaters and on HBO Max. Um, I'm bouncing around a little bit, but July 21st, Oppenheimer, which... One of the things I'm really looking forward to is apparently Christopher Nolan was able to practically create an atomic bomb explosion, and I am really curious as to how the hell they did that and what the scale was, and and I'm very interested in that. October 6th, Craven the Hunter, starring, uh, I almost called him Anya Taylor-Joy, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, not the <laughs> same guy, guy. Uh, as Craven the Hunter. Uh, this is another one of Sony's movies. Uh, establishing their own Spider-Man universe in the same vein as Morbius and Venom. Uh, then there's The Killer. I'm sorry, There's uh, The Killer comes out in November. That one I don't know much about, about but it's Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. That's all I needed to know. Uh, the Exorcist remake comes out Friday, October 13th. Uh, Expendables 4 on September 22nd. 
looking forward to that one. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's also called Testosterone the Movie. Uh, Saw 10, October 27th, so just before Halloween. Very interested to find that one out. And this one, I didn't realize was a thing, and I was like, I have no interest in seeing this. Well, let me just look into it. On December 15th, the Willy Wonka origin story comes out, simply titled Wonka, the title role played by, uh, what the fuck's his name? Timothy Chalamet. And I was like, well, I have no interest in this. You know, like, who's even directing this? And it's written by Simon Farnaby, and Rich Fulcher is in it as well. When I found out about that, Simon Farnaby and Rich Fulcher played prominent roles on The Mighty Boosh. I will, I will, anything they're attached to, I am here for. So as uninterested as I was before finding that out, um, I am that much interested. That didn't make any sense, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, there are four movies that do not have official release dates yet, and I'm very lo much looking forward to. One of these is the fourth in a series of films that I just rewatched the trilogy, uh, Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. Don't know what it's about. Don't know how they're going to top it. But the last one came out in 1992, 93. So 30 years later, let's let's see what we have with... Uh, and I know Eddie Murphy is also pushing for a solo donkey movie. Because they did a solo Puss in Boots movie. And he said donkey's way funnier than Puss in Boots. So who knows? Maybe we'll get a donkey and dragon movie crossover with Hot D. Like, we'll, we'll see. If they do, I really want the dragon to be voiced by Amelia Clark. There, I said it. Uh, also, the Patty Jenkins Star Wars film that I've been looking forward to since it was announced a few years ago, uh, Rogue Squadron, another one of these where they're kind of stepping away from having it be about Jedi and the Skywalkers. Um, this is going to be about Rogue Squadron. And yes, I know that Luke Skywalker was Red 5. I get that. But Rogue Squadron was around for a long time, before Luke was there. Simply Red, standing by. We actually said that the other day. It was like some random thing, and we both at the same time said, Simply Red, standing by. Uh, and the last two uh, are ones that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. Uh, one of them uh, just signed a $30 million distribution deal with Miramax, and that would be The Holdovers, directed by Alexander Payne, starring Paul Giamatti, Divine Joy Randolph, and uh, Dominic Sessa. That's one that I worked on. Really looking forward to that. I hope we uh, get to see that soon. But I wouldn't be surprised to see that later in the year because it is a Christmas movie. And uh, Finest Kind, directed by Brian Helgeland, who did uh, 42, A Knight's Tale, won an Oscar for uh, um, L.A. Confidential, um, received another Oscar nomination for writing uh, Mystic River, uh, this one stars uh, It Girl, Jenna Ortega, uh, also Ben Foster, Tommy Lee Jones is in this, uh, Aaron Stanford, and uh, Toby Wallace, which if you're not familiar with his work, Toby does an amazing job in this. I am very much looking forward to uh, to seeing this. So those are the things that we are looking forward to this year. And uh, as I said, we have a uh, couple, couple folks. Also, uh, let me just pull this up. Also shared with us their uh, things that they're looking forward to. Um, our friend Colleen 
says Dune Part 2. She is very much looking forward to seeing that in the theater. And uh, I get it. Um, I wonder if we're going to see Duncan Idaho. From what I understand, throughout the series, he gets resurrected hundreds and hundreds of times, which seems too much to me. But uh, we also, uh, our friend um, Austin German uh, says, Renfield, Evil Dead Rise... Salem's Lot, hopefully. That keeps getting pushed back. That was supposed to come out in September, but they were doing reshoots in July and August and September and October. (laughs) So we'll see. Uh, Demeter, I am not familiar with that one at all. Boogeyman, I've recently heard, started hearing some things about that, but I don't know much about it. Uh, He also says 65, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and The Flash. Now... I wasn't overly interested in seeing The Flash until I saw the uh, trailer the other day, and we knew that Michael Keaton was in it, but then... But still, seeing Michael Keaton in the Batsuit, like, seeing... It's one thing to know, be like, okay, yeah. Is that... Yeah. I'm Batman. Like, holy shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um. I wasn't initially, but, uh, you know, I am now, especially after seeing that. So, uh, if you have other stuff that you're looking forward to, definitely let us know in, uh, in the group. Also, you can email us, you can, yeah, uh, throw it on Thursday podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of, uh, interaction that we'd like to have with you guys now that we're back again. Uh, feel free to suggest shows, characters, uh, stuff that you think we might like based on some of the things that we've discussed, you know, and if you're looking to be a guest, let us know because we always, you know, there's a character that you're passionate about that we maybe aren't familiar with. Let us know. We'd love to talk about that character and, you know, expand our horizons and learn more stuff. We've done that a dozen times, you know, at least, and we're looking forward to doing it more. So, with that, do you have anything else you want to add before we go to break? Uh, nope, that pretty much sums it up. So let's go to break, and we, when we come back, we will wrap up this episode. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs, from horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Krando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. (laughs) 
Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. And we are back. Make sure you check out the shows that uh, we played ads for because uh, those are our friends and we want to support them. And uh, if you listen to us, I think you're going to enjoy their stuff. And not only that, you're going to hear us on their show and them on our show and back and forth. Um, but we just want to thank you for uh, helping us out the last couple of weeks while we kind of get back into the swing of things. I know this this isn't our normal format, and last week was uh, a feature-length episode. Yeah, yeah, so thank you so much for bearing with us uh, while we just kind of get our podcast legs back and kind of get back into the groove and feeling of everything. And uh, we do promise, however, that next week's episode... We'll be back in our old format, talking about characters, doing that thing that we do so well. Yes. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just I'm coming up with uh, the show title because of something you just said. Um, so anyways, what we're going to be discussing next week is, uh, well, I watched Werewolf by Night a while ago. Patsy recently watched Werewolf by Night uh, in preparation for the show that we did last week, and he loved it. Of course, I loved it. And upon rewatch, I loved it even more. So we're going to be discussing the universe of Werewolf by Night. Who are those characters? Where did those characters come from? Uh, specifically, Man-Thing. Yes, Ted. 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 Love Ted. Ted. Um. But yeah, we we've actually had a couple of a uh, couple of folks just in the past week reach out to us about uh, potential interviews and episodes coming up, um, and we have the opportunity to get some pretty good guests on here, um, and you know, folks that I think that you guys would enjoy talking about some. Uh, projects that I think are going to be really, really cool and a lot of fun. Yeah, I will say this: we have been uh, taking some of this time off to hustle the crap out of out of some things and trying to make some connections and get some guests and we're in the process of making some of those connections right now so it'll be interesting uh hopefully we can make this happen but uh, some fantastic super fun episodes coming up yeah uh, i think you're really gonna enjoy it and uh you know look forward to some live stuff you know like we mentioned in the main in the main segment uh, there's a lot of trailers we haven't seen yet. Oh, speaking of live stuff. Yes. And speaking of being on other people's show. Yes. We're going to be on <laughs> Super Retro Throwback Review. Again, thank you for bearing with us uh, while we uh, get the kinks out. Um, we're going to be on... <laughs> We're going to be on Super Retro Throwback Reviews live Oscar preview show this coming Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So look for that. Obviously, we'll be posting links, um, fun dorkening stuff happening. Yep. Talking about, you know, bunch of bunch of stuff. Yeah, bunch it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a fun lot of stuff, stuff coming up. Um you know, we've got some interviews set up with some good people. Uh, check out Shark Bites. There's going to be a new Shark Bites episode uh, in the next couple of weeks where I interview uh, someone I already interviewed once. Uh, A.G. Riddle has his new book, uh, Quantum Radio, coming out. And if you listen to that episode about how much I enjoyed uh, Lost in Time, 
uh, I think I'm going to enjoy this one just as much. So uh, make sure you check us out and you check out all of our uh, our friends' shows. And I think with that being said, we, we will see you next Thursday. Thursday.